Okay, now before you turn it off because I did that, let me start the episode just so we can get past that little part. Welcome to Callcast episode 11. If only I knew where to start. Well, I guess I can share a big update. I don't have a car anymore. And that dates back to April. April was a horrible month for uh, content creation. Really bad. I did nothing. I mean, I did not make nearly what I should have, and that's completely my fault because I put no effort in in the whole month. So I'm completely seeing the repercussions. I have already said this, but um, it happened again where I, I mean, at the end of May, at the end of May, I get paid for April 3rd. April was bad, so that leaves me with, like, all of June to suffer. End of June will be really nice because May was good. May was a great month. But I got to May 31st, saw what I got paid. It was, like, $500. <laughs> Which is not even half my rent. So sold my car because if it's between <laughs> if it's between the the apartment and the car in kind of an emergency situation, even though so many ways that it could have been avoided, it was a situation that I was confronted with that I found myself to be confronted with on on May thirty first. Sold my car on June second, paid rent, and I'm just gonna have to get used to being carless for a little bit until I can save back up and get another one. But I'm really hoping that that's a one-time special case. I know exactly what went wrong and where I went wrong, so it wouldn't be that hard to correct. I just literally have to post every day. Like one post on this TikTok, another post on that TikTok. Instagram and YouTube should be paid attention to by me. Uh, Maybe not every day, but frequently throughout the week. And that is how I'm going to stay afloat. If I'm not doing that on all of my platforms, on all four that have monetized me, then I'm going to continue to find myself in this situation where I'm just like having to sell things just to pay rent. Or look to Instagram and my followers. And that's just not how I want to live at all. So I am... I've already started the effort to do better. And May was great. June has proven to be a good month so far. Uh, But I've been walking. I've been walking a lot. I have everything that I would need is within walking distance of me or I can order it from like Walmart. I I signed up uh, a subscription basis on Walmart that um, I'll pay monthly, but it's like not even Netflix's cost. It's, It's lower than that. And I will get to more about just ordering from Walmart a little bit later, but it is great that I've been walking. 3,300 steps, 3,400 steps, 5,500 steps, 5,600 steps, 4,600 steps. Yeah, so 4,700, yeah. So I am getting my steps in on the daily. I think in the last two weeks, I've missed two days of walking, and I've considered those to be rest days. And what I notice is after the rest day, the next day, my legs handle the walk And they don't start hurting until I'm almost all the way back here. But on the days that I walk like back to back to back, on that third or fourth day, my legs and ankles and shins will start burning. My feet will start cramping as I'm leaving. So that is the part that I need to readjust with better shoes 
and just keep walking. Walking is incredibly underrated. My mind wanders in a way that's so specific that's only when I'm walking. It doesn't really happen when I'm playing music or driving or doing dishes. It's it's very uh, unfiltered thought. Like, it's just I'm watching a movie. Things are just happening. I'm obviously paying attention to my surroundings because I grew up in Brazil. You're always head on a swivel. I also carry my baton with me when I go. <laughs> I, I carry this thing um, in my... in my coat pocket, you know, and I would hope that whoever tries to maybe rob me or whatever at some point during one of these walks, I'm kind of expecting it to happen. Hopefully they just won't expect a baton to come flying out. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to enter into any scuffles with anybody. And who knows, even in the moment of being confronted, would I actually whip it out or would I just hand over whatever? I, I don't know. I'd be interested to find out, but not interested enough to do it. That's kind of what's been going on. That's a big shift, big change. I'm, I'm adjusting, but it's been two weeks so far. But yeah, advocating for walking, am I? My feet, legs, shins hurt a lot more than just walking on a simple treadmill. I'm canceling Planet Fitness, but my apartment complex has a gym right here. And they just reconstructed it, so they made it a lot bigger, a lot more spacious. More people can go in and use it. You got two treadmills and two giant TVs right in front of you. So, more on that. I'm going to be keeping you guys updated with that just as I'm getting back into it. But it's kind of like three parts of my life are like, you know, just chaos. And I have to like focus on one and get one under control. Tame it. And then move on to the next one. I can't handle all of them. I have to tame, 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 and then probably go back and do the rounds again. But to have all three spinning, that has been new this year. That has only ever been this year, but I'm, I'm assuming as a 27, 28, 29, 20, 10-year-old 20, that this will just be more and more of an occurrence. And I didn't know that adults' lives were doing that when I was an adolescent. I didn't know that. I didn't pay attention close enough to people's cadences and facial expressions to notice when they were bombed or down or going through a hard time. I wish I would have paid attention more. Because to think about all the times that I was a little kid looking up to other 27-year-olds, I had no, no clue what they have going on in their life, and they looked so kept together. <laughs> but at 27, I know that I'm kind of a special case because not many other 27-year-olds that I know have internet popularity and kind of an obligation in a dependency on social media to have to post to make a living and it doesn't have to be like that for me but I did choose to do that and in September it'll be a full year and I'm just hoping I can get to a full year without a job having made money during that time it would be so different if I didn't have a job for a year and made no money but I'm actually making money except for the past two months but like I said we're getting better I've been in a very nostalgic period recently. I think it's very self-protective and it's self-healing. But the more that I've watched a few of them, the more I've almost like dug through every streaming service that I have and just made lists of these films that I'm going to be going through. And they're all films that I grew up with. I've seen hundreds of times, but I haven't seen them in over a decade. So that's where it comes into play for me, where the healing is returning to the mindset or the innocence of that age, again, I don't quite know how to explain it. I'd be so interested in a therapist's thoughts 
which I believe I'm going to hear from him this week on on this exact topic, this nostalgia where, okay, so a couple times I've clicked into movies that I was like, okay, maybe I'll just step away from the nostalgia stuff and watch something that I haven't seen before. And I immediately turn them off within a couple of uh, minutes of, the, of watching the movie because I don't want to watch something that I haven't seen. Uh, sorry. Uh, I don't want to start a journey where I don't know where we're going. I want to already know the movie. And I want the movie to bring up memories for me or I want the movie to have something in it that I totally forgot about. And that has happened so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that actor was in this. Or, uh, or wait, oh, what happens here? I can't remember. Oh, what happens? You know, it's actually, it's become very thrilling for me. It's, it's just as thrilling as watching a thriller that I haven't seen before in theaters where I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? So I'm sure that this phase will be over too, because just like Skyrim, I've played Skyrim so much in the past three weeks uh, not even, sorry, uh, past three months. Which is why I didn't make enough money. But I kind of feel that Skyrim phase has naturally ended and progressed and transitioned into this nostalgic cinematic binge. Like uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi I watched. New Hope, screw you, I'm not going to watch that. Uh, Jurassic Park 1 and 2 I watched. Screw the rest. I just watched Born Supremacy. So I'm definitely picking and choosing even film franchises like a trilogy. I'm just picking out my favorites to watch out of those. Because even the one that I don't watch would have been my least favorite back then too. So I'm just not even revisiting. Uh, Remember the Titans. Rescuers Down Under. The Patriot. King Kong. Fantastic Four. Twister. Signs. Warrior. Shrek. And I'm not sure if that's it, but I'm getting close to the end of the list there. But I'm going to keep going. Not with the list, but with watching the movies. But I wonder if anybody can relate to that. Because of how natural it feels for me to be doing it, like I'm not forcing this to happen, it's just like an urge. It's just like, watch this movie. Or, I'll be laying in bed, I I was laying in bed, I was about to go to sleep, and a scene from Remember the Titans popped in my head, and I went, okay, I'm totally watching that movie right now. (laughs) I don't know why, it just felt right. And again, I'm sure that this phase will be over just like the Skyrim one, and I'll be on to the next phase of comfort-seeking or healing, but I keep saying that word, but it's important to me right now, and I've made leaps and bounds within the past month and a half at least. I think being blocked by Cole was actually really beneficial for me because wanting their attention, wanting them to, wanting their attention so much, I allowed myself to focus on that and not focus on what I should have been focusing on, which is why I don't have a car anymore. So, domino effect there. Butterfly effect? Butterfly effect. I don't know. No, dominoes, because the dominoes fell, starting with the heartbreak, and then fell down to the ranch in the car. Whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, I have a story here that I wanted to share. It's about my first time on a four-wheeler. Uh, first time driving a four-wheeler. Not my first time on, but first time driving behind the handlebars. Basically, we went to my friend's property. He had some four-wheelers. There was one for me. I went, ooh-ooh, yay. I'm not adventurous. I don't do surfing, snowboarding, skiing, extreme sports. That's not me. 
So I was super nervous, but I didn't want to look like a wuss. So I got on. We start riding around, and they're just like flying past, and I'm just like, me, 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 me. You know, <laughs> like I, I go up a hill, and I'm like, okay, that was a little scary. I don't know what I'm doing with the controls and the gears. I don't know how to drive a stick shift either, so it's not like I'm familiar with the gears. So I don't know why, but I started to go up this really big hill that that I think a few of them had gone up and like come down. It looked fun. Didn't know it was the Black Diamond. Sorry, African-American. I start going up with my thing. I'm in third gear, and I think... And I start slowing down almost to a stop. So I start kind of freaking out. I go, oh, oh, oh. Like, if I stop, I'm going to start rolling backwards. And that's going to be scary. So I panic, and I just pop it into first gear. I don't know why. The thing pops up. I fall back. The four-wheeler falls back and starts rolling. So I start rolling. I'm like, ah! All my friends see at the bottom of the hill is this marshmallow being chased by this four-legged monster. I eventually, like, rolled out of the way, and then it just went down to the hill, and they caught it, and laughed at me for ten years. I mean, the thing just threw me off of it. Probably should have gone to, like, I don't know, fourth gear. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, that was definitely one of the last times that uh, I hung out with them before I went back to Brazil, because we were just on a furlough at that point. But yeah, it's interesting to have so many friends here in Oregon that are like always in the mountains skiing and snowboarding, always going on hikes, constant hiking. But they learned to stop inviting me because <laughs> I would reluctantly go. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't enjoy like that kind of adrenaline just freaks me out. Like that kind of adrenaline registers as fright to me, not as like, oh, let's go, let's get this jump it's like no i'm terrified i don't turn the i don't use it as fuel i i i use it as a repellent so that's probably why i find myself relatively friendless in oregon right now in fact yeah i don't talk to anybody here in oregon right now and this is where i was born and raised this is where you could say i know i mean a a third of the people that i know in my life are here in oregon and I don't really talk to many of them. Might just be the phase that I'm going through and they're going through. Or it's... We're just becoming adults in our late 20s and early 30s. But I hate losing friends. I've always hated losing friends. Oregon, Brazil, Michigan. That's the, that's where my friend groups are. You really do lose them because talking over social media is not even close to what you get with them in person. Like, I love being social and laughing and being with my friend group. But Zoom calls and phone calls, texts, it's just hard to keep up with. And and it's hard to engage with because it's not even close to the same thing. But this is the first time in my life that I've been okay losing friends. Because I've come to the realization that not a lot of friends that I have treat their friends like I do. I have a big open heart for my friends. I give gifts. I split checks. I have people over. I would have somebody over every day after college, and it was I would have them over as my place of zen. I would provide a place of zen for them, a, a timeless experience where they can just forget about any of their problems. Movies, weed, alcohol, video games. That's like my source of unity and community and fun. But that is not what holds a friend group together. So when you get a little bit older than college age, like me, 
things start to become a little bit different, more isolated, less frequent with the hangouts, and I am finding it to be easier than I ever thought it would be. Because I can't expect everybody to have the same heart that I do, or the same love language, same sensibilities or anything, so... I don't know. COVID really wiped out my friend group. But it also wasn't just COVID. Although, we did really get used to not seeing each other for a couple years, so... Yeah, I don't know. That's just a topic I wanted to bring up that's on my mind about losing friends. I'm sure everybody's gone through it. But, um, in this isolation that I find myself in with the no car now, like I said, I can walk to a couple different gas stations, a couple of restaurants, coffee shop, laundromat, but I have, yeah. So I tried this thing, like I said, I ordered from Walmart, and I wanted to return to this because I ordered the first time, and everything got here perfectly. Nobody had trouble getting through the gate, nothing. Tipped them like 10 bucks. The second time that I ordered... My toilet paper is running on fumes, (laughs) meaning that I am down to the last couple squares. Toilet paper, paper towel, wipes, and napkins. That's what I ordered. I must not have put the, I I didn't realize I had to do it every time, but I have to put the gate code, they have to get in the gate. So he stops at the gate. He calls me, but I didn't answer because I don't like answering phone calls that I don't know who it is. He calls me, I don't answer the front desk lady answer uh, calls and I don't answer which I horribly regret because he drove away and then I was texting with him I go dude I'm so sorry I didn't pick up I didn't know it was you trying to get in but I was like dude I need my toilet paper he was like yeah I just marked it as undeliverable sorry I can't deliver this to you anymore and I go dude oh man I have a cash tip I please just like Give me my stuff. He says, no, we can't do it. So I was like, uh, well, I guess I know where your cash tip is going. Because I'm going to use it for the toilet paper. And then I blocked him and he, you know. Luckily, I was able to get a refund and then order it again. And then that person came. But when they came, I had just woken up. And then I get a text right there from the Walmart app. It goes, hey, your deliveries have just been grocerated. Nope. Your groceries have just been delivered. Check your door. And it says, don't forget to bring the items inside. (laughs) Okay. I open the door. Six grocery bags are in front of me. And I just go, oh, this must be them. (laughs) I grab all six bags. I set it on my counter. And then I look and I go, wait. Like, how did I not even notice no toilet paper? There's no toilet paper in here. I hear another knock at the door. I go, what are you about to tell me? I open the door. She goes, I think I just gave you somebody else's groceries. I go, okay. Do you have mine? She goes, yes, they're in my car. Let me take those. I was like, okay. Give her the groceries back. She comes back with mine. I thank her. I go, I would have had a cash tip for you, but uh, but yeah. So this um, Walmart thing is going to be interesting. It's, it's really my only option. I'm not going to walk to the nearest grocery store and like carry six bags back with me. That's just not going to happen. I know people do it, but I'm not in that group. But yeah, we'll we'll see what's up. Just got to work out some kinks with Walmart. Uh, To end this, I just want to talk about uh, music influence. Because I know that I have a very strong connection to music, but it's raw and untamed. That's what I feel like. Like I know that I have rhythm in me. And I know immediately when a song connects with me. Or when it's not going to connect with me. I know that too. And I wish I could better describe my music taste. 
people ask me what's your favorite song, what's your favorite genre, band, and I'm just like, dude, it's just whatever sounds good to me. And I often, it's, I find it unpredictable. I don't know how I'm going to react, how my auditory system is going to react to this song. Sometimes it's the beat, sometimes it's the vocals, rarely is it the lyrics, but sometimes it's the lyrics. Like, I grew up listening to so much Christian music. That's the majority of what I have in my bank. DC Talk, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, P.O.D., Skillet, Demon Hunter, Carmen, T-Bone, you know, uh, Lecrae, Andy Minio. You know, and only since I've become an adult have I really branched out and actually sought out other music. And a lot of times it's music that I've heard in a, in a movie. And I go, what's that song? Who's that band? I want to hear more. So I don't consider my music band, music history knowledge to be... <laughs> to be vast at all. I spent eight years outside of the United States. So during that time, I didn't pay attention to anything that was coming out music media-wise. But I'm incredibly interested to practice, rehearse, and find out, discover what my connection is to music exactly. Music's connection to humans, too, and the vibrations and the frequencies. I just find it all so fascinating that music can give you goosebumps. And, and my, my music taste is so specific because there's so many bands and sounds out there that I dislike. I really don't like the Beatles. I don't listen to the Beatles. I don't really care for their sound. I would listen to the Beach Boys any day over the Beatles. I love Beach Boys. I don't really like country, but I, I love a couple of Darius Rucker songs, especially his Wagon Wheel cover. That's just going to be with me forever. But even Pink Floyd, ACDC, I'm just like, yeah, I know that this is classic. I know that it was all the rave when it came out. But it just doesn't move me. It just doesn't make me go, oh, man. I mean, the band Clean Bandit is one of my absolute favorite bands. But I don't think that they're globally known in the way that some of these other people that I listed are. David Bowie can't stand his music. I will never listen to David Bowie. Sorry to the people I'm offending. Phil Collins, absolutely love him so much. Such an incredible singer, musician, artist, whatever. I don't really know what more to say about that, but... Uh... Yeah. Anyways, that's kind of the episode that I wanted to bring forth to you guys. Love you guys for listening to episode 11. Don't forget to check out my other social media links in my store and my bio. And I will catch you guys for episode 12 next week. Peace.